podcast as part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to today's episode of the 49ers Unrestricted Podcast. I'm Timmy Gibson here with my co-host, Daniel Bigelow. Daniel, how you doing today? I'm good. Happy Monday, listeners. Hope you had a good day watching football yesterday, even though there was no 49ers to watch. I'm a little bummed with my Sunday because I feel like I had the most uneventful, uninterrupted Sunday I have had, I have had all year and was able to watch football all day. Which the, the one week the Niners aren't playing. And I usually, you know, I will watch the game or I will record it and watch it later at night. But I had the most uninterrupted Sunday and was not able to watch the Niners. So that was a bummer. But enjoyed watching some other football, watching some of the players in my fancy team do pretty no. dang well. So watching the rest of the NFC West, see our competition. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun seeing the uh, Seahawks lose um in overtime that is is always always a good time just of course the we we definitely need them to lose because we're in last place but definitely not the the one of the three teams that we're hoping is going to lose so yeah um let's get us started with some injury updates i don't have tons of updates in terms of where players are at with their injuries but Timmy, maybe you've heard something different and you can help us out. Um, But we've just got a lot of different stuff going on with our team, as I'm sure you are aware of. So Jimmy Garoppolo has been out. He was out week five. Trey Lance started. Uh, Jimmy G is questionable for week seven. But after a bye week, we're we're expecting him to suit up. Um, We're really hoping he suits up because Trey Lance sprained his left knee um, in the loss to the Arizona Cardinals. Like, yeah, that, that one broke right after we finished recording last week that Trey had, had sprained his knee. It sounds like it was just a fairly minor injury and probably just the result of the, the beating that he took with the 16 runs and all that. But sounds like it's not going to be a long-term injury, but definitely maybe concerning just in terms of how the injury occurred kind of maybe because of his running style, because of how he was used in that game, that that's more of a red flag than the actual injury to me. So it's just something that 49ers are going to have to keep in mind as, as they continue to play Trey is to make sure to, to run him in ways that don't, don't get him injured. So I have not seen any reports of this guy, but Timmy, if, if Trey's Trey's definitely not playing in week seven, they're, they're going to rest him. He sprained his knee, uh, no matter how bad it is. I assume that he's not playing at all. And Jimmy is questionable, but it sounds like he's likely. But if they're both out, are we seeing Nate Sudfeld? I haven't heard this yeah, talk about at all, so I don't it, think they're too worried. But I It am. sounds like we would see Nate Sudfeld. I haven't heard much that makes me think that's going to happen. I think either Jimmy's back, and I think Trey being healthy to go is not – unrealistic at all from what they said with the original injury break. I haven't seen any new news since, but I'm, I'm guessing it's Jimmy, but I think that's more, that's just what Shanahan has seemed to want this off this season so far. So I don't really, I don't know much. I don't know any more than you do, but it didn't seem to me like Trey was guaranteed to not be available for week seven. Yeah. My, my thought is if, if Jimmy is a go, I would make Trey, I guess I don't necessarily think you need to make him unavailable. I just wouldn't use him. If you've got Jimmy, let's let Trey rest. Let's not make this thing any worse. I think that's yeah. exactly the approach you want to take with your rookie quarterback who is said to be the new franchise guy. I would take care of his knee yeah, early. For sure. So bo- both quarterbacks are banged up. Um, Kittle's still on IR. Of course, he has two games left, not weeks, as we clarified last week. That yeah. He has to miss three games. So the bye week is just an extra week. Shout out to the Niner fan at the uh, Giants game on Friday night. Did you see this? George Kittle was there, and there was a video of somebody just saying, please get healthy. I have you on all five of my fantasy teams. Oh, my god! Kittle just said, that's rough, man, and walked away. 
That's rough, man. I bet you Kittle would say, I don't know why you put me on all five. Shout out Um, to DJ Jones, George Kittle, and Trey Lance for showing up at the Giants game on Friday night. uh, Yes. Proud of them for showing up. That is all the Giants baseball I want to talk today. Was that Friday night? Was it Thursday? Yeah, sorry. We don't need to talk about it. It It's Thursday night. The Niners were there. That's all that's relevant to our podcast. Nothing else. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I actually think this is a really good thing for George Kittle to get an extra week in. I'm sure he would have loved, we would have loved him to have that bye week uh, to, to not miss another game. But I do like the forced prolonged recovery time for him. He needs it. He has not been healthy all season. I don't believe, at least in my opinion, he has not looked it. He's been fighting each and every week to play. Yeah. So I'm okay if they're making him sit out a little bit longer so that he can get healthy. Um, Robbie Gold, our kicker, is in the same position where I believe they went on the, the IR the same week, right? Kittles was just a few days before. Yeah. Yeah. Because Robbie wasn't suiting up that day. That was when Robbie um, injured his leg. It seemed like in warm-ups. Great yeah, injury, so – He's got two more games to sit out. Joey Sly will continue being the kicker for us. Um, I assume he gets cut right as Robbie comes back. Maybe not cut because we'll see how Robbie transitions back in, but Robbie will take over duties right away. Yeah. Marcel Harris, linebacker for the 49ers, had surgery on a broken right thumb. He will wear a cast afterwards, but could be ready to go for week seven. Yeah. Um, we've seen Marcel Harris use, we talked about this last week. We've seen him used mainly against running quarterbacks. So when we played, um, Jalen hurts, uh, Kyler Murray and, and Russell Wilson as, as well, yeah. he was used more. Um, so we're playing Carson Wentz in week seven. So I don't see him being used as much, um, but they still want him healthy out there and he could be ready to go. So those are the current injuries we have. Um, just an update on Jeff Wilson. I'm sure if you pay any attention to Niners news, fancy football, you've seen that Jeff Wilson is not expected back until late November. Yeah. So we've got an, about another month, month and a half almost before we expect to see Jeff Wilson back. I believe we thought we were going to see him earlier, earlier yeah. in the season. I definitely did. Um, yeah, so he's getting pushed back a little bit. Um, I think that news has been out for a little bit, so we might just be late to letting you know about it. But, yeah, we're going to be going with Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon only for a little longer. Um, I don't have any updates on Jamichael Hasty, but I know that he is either has hit his required time on injured reserve or is about to with the week seven by or yeah. with the, the week seven game against the Colts, I believe. Having having Jermichael Hasty back would be would be really good for this team. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. The last thing is Raheem Mostert had his surgery. It sounded like it went successfully and he is quote excited for this journey of recovery. Um yeah. you know we, we we've shared our thoughts on what we think his recovery more like not his recovery but more like what it could look like afterwards um you know i i would love more than anything for raheem Mostert to prove us wrong come back be on the 49ers and still be a force at 30 years old yeah we've seen it done um frank gore certainly had his injuries but i think he was one of the more durable running backs comparatively to a raheem Mostert. so we'll see um We've already given our speculation on that, so no need to to harp on that. Yeah, definitely. That's that's going to be what happens with Mostert in the offseason is going to be interesting, but good to hear that he's, his surgery went well. I saw Jason Barrett had his ACL surgery as well. Yeah. So that's another one that maybe he'll be back on the team next year. Maybe, maybe he won't. But, yeah, injuries have hit the 49ers. It's not as bad as last year, but it, it's not great either. <laughs> And there's still plenty of injuries going on that we haven't even talked about. Like Javon Kenla has pretty much been injured all season and is fighting yeah. each and every week to play. Uh, I don't think D Ford has had any injury problems yet this year, but he's coming being back pretty careful from one. with him. Exactly. They're being very careful with him so that he doesn't get hurt. Again, um, Kwan Williams has still been battling his injury. Um, Josh Norman has had his, well, I guess he really just had that one week. Yeah, um, but Emmanuel Mosley has been coming back, so there's been a lot of guys that they have had to be pretty careful with. Um, yeah, Jordan Willis will be back. Smart. 
Jordan Willis oh, will yeah. be back this week or next week, which is going to be huge for the D-line. He's coming off a suspension. No, it was six-game suspension, so he should be back for week seven. Yeah, good for him. We're gonna. It's going to be good for the D-line to have him out there. So, yeah, I, the injuries I don't know have if he'll been, be ready to go, though, right away. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but it'll be nice to have him out there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Timmy, I don't even remember what we said. Are we doing a, uh, a Trey Watch segment because it's the bye week, or I feel like we have to? Yeah, we can talk a little Trey, how we're feeling about him. Let's do that. So, uh, Trey, knee injury, I think that speaks a lot. I mean, he took a beating. He ran 16 times on, um, on Sunday. No, like, just for the record, Russell Wilson has never run 16 times. Michael Vick never ran 16 times. I don't think Robert Griffin III ever ran 16 times. Trey ran more times than is sustainable for a quarterback. And some of that was just a rookie QB, I think, doing what he the only things he thought he could do. And when he didn't see the throw, he tried to make a play with his legs. And a lot of times it worked. But that's going to have to be something that, in terms of scheme, is schemed for a little better to avoid him having to do that. And then just in terms of his development, avoiding that. But Long-term, I sent you an article, Daniel, by, um, by Nate Tice on his Substack. He's a pretty good NFL mind. He's got, he's pops onto a lot of different podcasts and writes a lot of, um, there's a lot of all 22 breakdowns and he did a Trey Lance one that was free on his Substack. I don't pay for it yet, but I probably should. It seems worth the money. Go check it out. Anyway, he did a full breakdown on Trey Lance. Basically he said, look, originally when I watched this game, like I, I thought he was bad. And then as I watched the all 22, I saw that he actually like did I'd be pretty excited for him if I was a Niner fan. He's like, I think a lot of these times were his guys weren't open or Daniel Brunskill was allowing some pressure and that's why he scrambled. He goes, so I, I actually thought he played a good game is what Nate Tice was saying at the end. So that was, that was good to hear that when really watching the film, it seemed like Trey, Trey played well. And you have to think that he got us, he outgained the Cardinals offense. Like he did a good job. And so that was, that was nice to see. So long-term, I'm still excited about Trey. I, I do think he needs to play this season. I think um, I think that's going to be important to get him out there more and more and more. But I don't know if he's going to start week seven. I want him to. I've been wanting him to start for a couple weeks now. But I, I do understand the alternate to the I do understand the argument for the alternative. And Jimmy, I think it's probably we should be. I'm I'm hoping that Shanahan is just posturing to maybe trade Jimmy soon. But yeah, I don't know, Daniel. How are you feeling about Trey? I was at a restaurant um, late last week and I don't remember what day. And there was, uh, I don't remember if it was on ESPN, a local news station, but they were, they were talking about uh, the 49ers and, and they were talking about Trey Lance. And um, I just overheard uh, some guys next to me. And one guy was saying that they, he was displeased with Trey. He it's like, I can't believe we traded three first round picks for this guy. Yada, yada. And, I was just about to open my mouth and say something when his friend jumped all over him and was like, what are you saying? Uh, he had, that was the first game of his career that he started, yada, yada, yada. And was just defending Trey. And um, it was nice to hear um, a 49ers fan from a, a friend to a friend, educate one another on yeah. um, some expectations. Kind of like you and I talked about when I watched one of his first games where I was like, I was upset, this, this, this. And he's like, okay, let's, let's have, more real expectations like and just as you had said like the the moments that trade didn't necessarily look too flashy or look very good it if you take a second and actually look at why it's for that very reason where Daniel Bruns go a lot of pressure his receivers weren't open and so you know you're like why aren't you throwing the ball because he's got no one open like if you take a second to think about why you're seeing something and think about what what might be causing that it was nice to see that uh just some random 49ers fans. One was like, no, let, let me explain why you haven't seen this from Trey or why you're seeing that. So I thought that was cool. The exact same thing that you're sharing. I heard, I heard one friend educating another. Yeah. I think, I think what's really important to remember with Trey is that we could have won both of those games with the performances he gave the Seattle one and the Arizona one. And I think that's like, and we've talked about how there's flaws. It was his first start, but he was not the reason we didn't win those games. And that I think is, is good to remember when we yeah. think about his performances. Um, so yeah, I'm feeling good about Trey. You want to talk a bit long. I know we were going to do our uh, bi-week awards. I was hoping to just do a few minutes talking about the 49ers season. Cause I've just had a deep breath throughout this bye week 
and I am just – I was very much like, oh, this 49ers season is over. We just need to start developing Trey and look to next year. I no longer believe that. Uh, last week I remembered that – you know who else had the same record as the 49ers going in to week six, Daniel? I don't. The Kansas City Chiefs were also two and three along with the 49ers. And is yes. anybody worried about the Kansas City Chiefs? No. So I've decided that I'm not going to be worried about the San Francisco 49ers yet. And I have one more fact to share. I've got the NFL playoff picture pulled up in the NFC. The 49ers are only three spots out of a playoff spot right now. So it's, it's the Vikings are currently the seventh seed in the NFC. And then it's the bears, the Carolina Panthers. And the next team is the 49ers and the 49ers are going to get better throughout this season. I really do think so. There's been a lot of weird things that have gone wrong. I mean, you saw the the Arizona Cardinals just absolutely trample the Cleveland Browns defense that most people thought was the best defense in the NFL when the 49ers defense pretty much shut them down last week. So I I am back in on the 49ers for 2021 now that I've taken a little breath and stepped away and I'm excited to play again next weekend. What do you think in long term for this season? Yeah, well, it's funny is you were, <clears throat> I wanted to say something uh, in regards to uh, kind of Trey and Jimmy is what you're saying. And I, in my head, I decided, no, we'll move on. But you actually made a perfect segue for it. No, it was great. Um, where moving forward, um, I I would like to see Jimmy G start week seven. Um, I would like to see, you know what I'm kind of feeling as I feel like at the start of the season, there was a lot of talk about Jimmy's going to be the starter. Trey's going to come in on these package things. And I feel like we didn't see a lot of that week one and two. Trey came in for like maybe a play or two. And like week one, he didn't come in at all. Yeah. Week two, no, I think. No, he got in did week he come one. in week one? Yeah, he did a touchdown. Okay. That was week one? Yeah, against the Lions. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Um, I just feel like there was so much talk about it, even from Kyle. And we didn't see it. Yeah. Part of me thought we were saving that for the Packers. Don't think so. Did yeah. at least the Packers game didn't make me think that we were saving it for that. Yeah. Um. So I would love to see a little more. I feel like what we were expecting in the preseason of that package deal where Jimmy's still the quarterback, but it's more of like a 60 40 where Trey's coming in for these plays and whether it is a, when you switch, when you switch Trey, sorry, when you switch Jimmy G for Trey, just for a drive or for a few plays, we've talked about this. The defenses are so confused because is Trey just going to do a designed quarterback run? Is it going to be a fake handoff to the running back and he's going to go? Yeah. Is it going to be some sort of trick play where he airs it out? Or is he just going to throw the ball? Like yeah, the options are endless with him because he can do it all. When you have Trey and they bring in Jimmy, there's no way it's going to be a designed run play. Yeah. They're not, they're not worried about covering Jimmy and they're not worried about the deep ball. So when you put Trey in, the options are literally endless. And I, you just get to pinpoint what area of their defense you want to attack. And I would, I think once a drive, if not more, they need to be bringing Trey in for those kind of plays to say, okay, on this drive, their run game has been, has been spotty. So we're going to do a designed run with Trey. We're going to do a handoff where Trey fakes the run or where the running back goes and Trey goes. Um, I don't like that style. I'm very traditional in terms of my football. Like I love, I love a, a quarterback, like not a quarterback, like Peyton Manning, but I love the offenses that he ran and that he called it himself. I like the way that Aaron Rodgers plays. So I'm not a big fan of this quarterback carousel that we, we talk about. Yeah. But I think it is what the Niners need to do. Yeah, and I think what's I'm important there is that team. that gives Trey a chance to develop while also keeping us competitive. And I, I I totally am on board with that. I just I'm I wonder if we can stay competitive with Trey as the full time starter as well. But I, I see your point. I think I just think there's if if Trey if Jimmy could hit the deep ball and Trey couldn't right now, like then I'd be more more on board or something like that. But but Trey can hit the deep ball. Like there's not much Jimmy can do that Trey can't. Jimmy can just do it a bit more consistently right now, I think. And yeah, I, I agree that, the that 40, experience. Yeah, the 49ers offense does need some consistency. So I see that. Yeah. Oh, what what did there's something you said and I just had a thought and I lost it. 
Yeah, yeah I think that is what we expect to see. Um, what sorry, what I expect to see. Um, I would like to see that moving forward. Um, personally, and this is not. I mean, it is about Trey, obviously, but I don't see the Niners being competitive, like playoff competitive with Trey as the start of the rest of the season. Um, I would not expect if they went with Trey from here on out, I would not expect the 49ers to make the playoffs. I would not expect them to even really be in the, in the, really in the hunt. I know there's a, something that um, football does, the NFL does is it gets closer to playoffs. They have the, the projected playoff winners and then they have the in the hunt teams for the wild card. Um, I bet the Niners would be like the bottom of that. And it's like, okay, they're, they're statistically still in it, but they're not going to be in it. That is what I would expect them to be. Um, If Trey was the quarterback moving forward, I think it is just too much to expect a young quarterback like that to bring a team to playoffs and get them through it. Like you look at any of these rookie quarterbacks I don't think a single one of their teams is going to playoffs. Obviously, yeah. the Jags and the Jets are not. Jaguars got their first win, man. After a 20-game losing streak. Goodness, <laughs> go Trevor. Um, I do not believe that who got the Bears, the Patriots. I don't think any of them are going to be going to the playoffs. Um, so I, I, don't ex- I don't think it's fair to expect um, a, a team that is even as, as good as the 49ers are with a rookie quarterback to go to the playoffs. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm expecting moving forward in the quarterback realm. Um, yeah. So I know we'll, we'll talk more about our, uh, do, should we switch segments? You want to do the, the moving on three keys to success right now, and then we'll do the, the bi-week awards. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I stole a, a note from an article from NBC Sports Bay Area analyst and former 49er legend Takio Spikes. Loved Takio Spikes when he was there. I believe he was there with Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman. Or was he just there with Willis? I don't remember. Um, Still, we had some great linebackers over the years. Oh, gosh. Incredible. Um, and one of the things he he said on his, he kind of, he had a similar article of the three things they need to, to focus on moving forward. And I totally agree with the first one is first down conversions. So 2019 with that massive playoff run, the 49ers had, they converted on 45% of first downs. Now I think if, if you're a football fan and 45% sounds low to you, that, I mean, in terms of, I view first downs, getting a first down. So on a third down, third down conversions is what I really mean. Yeah. Um, as a uh, batting average in baseball yeah, where 300 is fantastic. Um, but so that would be 30%. So they're, they're close because if you're hitting over 500, if you're converting on 50% of your third downs and getting your, your first downs, that is unreal. Yeah. So th- they were 45% in 2019 and they're 35% right now. Yeah. And so that, that really is a big difference. Um, and we have not seen a lot of long drives from the 49ers because they have not been able to convert and get some first downs to prolong those drives. So I would say that is that is one of the biggest needs uh, of change for them. Yeah, that'll be that'll be big. Can I can I add a big a big key we need going forward? Are we going? Please do. Let's let's, let's switch off. You've probably got this, but we need turnovers. Yes, I do have that. We gotta, we gotta get the ball. We gotta get fumbles. We gotta get interceptions. There's not much more to it. Like those are kind of a luck, a luck stat. I get that, but we gotta get some. And the ball's gotta fall our way a little for some of these. Yeah, there's a luck stat, uh, luck stat compared to, or when you look at Trayvon Diggs and his interception yesterday, um, he is easily leading the league in interceptions by a landslide. I'd have to look up the exact number, but I believe he has like seven right now. Cowboys cornerback. But yesterday he got one, the ball was, I think it was just tipped right to him um, or he was just right there. I don't remember, but yes, turnovers do come in those moments. Um, but I think the biggest thing, because I, I went from, I guess not necessarily least important to most important, but I do have number three, um, the Niners need to get get turnovers and use them. So two, two double-sided coin here where 
we need to get those turnovers. We need to force them and we need to make some stops to get some turnovers, but then we need to capitalize on them. We need, when we get those stops, when we get an interception, a fumble recovery, whatever it is, you got to go score. You got to use those and go get ahead when you're handed the ball like that. And I don't know, I'd have to look up a, a stat on this for the Niners, but I do not know where they are this season in terms of when they get those turnovers and when they actually score on those, those drives afterwards. Um, in my head and in my heart, it certainly does not feel often at all. Yeah. Um, and that is something I think they did really well in 2019. That defense was unbelievable. Yeah. But I think that they set up the offense really, really well. So they were able to go get at least a field goal. We're able to go add some points onto that score um, once they had those turnovers. And I feel like they have barely been able to do that at all this season. So getting some third down conversions and getting those first downs and using those turnovers, I think would be kind of like a one-two punch to massive instant success. Totally. Yeah. I think that'll be big. I think it's going to, there, there are ways I really don't think this 49ers season is lost. No. Yeah. What's another success on your list, Timmy? Yeah, success, I think. Key to success. Key to success. Oh, get the run game going. Yep. We got to get, whether it's whether it's getting Elijah Mitchell more carries, whether it's getting Trey Sermon more carries up the middle, whether it's running Debo out of the backfield more, whether it's getting Jermichael Hasty out there as soon as he's healthy, we've got to get get the ground game going. The 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 Shanahan off offense, the Kyle Shanahan offense specifically, Mike Sh- like Mike Shanahan before him, and when the 49ers had success, it was when they could pound the football in the run game, and that is what we need to get back. That lets everything else fall into place when the 49ers can just gash you on the ground. And that is a big thing that has been missing this season. And if we get that, that back, that's going to make it way easier to develop Trey when we have that strong run game. So that, that I think is huge getting that one back. Yeah. My third key to success is very similar. Um, kind of overall, I said, I want to see a different play call. Um, Kyle's got to shake things up. I know, you and I have been a little questionable of his play call recently. And I know a lot of Niners fans have been um, seen a lot of news this last week of unhappiness with Kyle Shanahan and, and what he's doing. And he's an offensive genius. And I just don't, I, I, not that I'm not seeing his, his geniusness in this, in this quite some words to put back together. Um, but I, I mean, I've heard people talking about how he's on the hot seat Um I think that's a little too far. I think that Kyle is our coach and I want it that way, but I definitely do know a lot of people are growing unhappy with him. Um, while I express a similar feel with wanting to see a different play call and not loving maybe the direction he's going with the offense. Um, I don't, I think it's too far to, to go. He's on the hot seat and I want him out. Um, I just would love to see him get creative um, and use the different things that he's used before and he, he can run so many different things. And I just, I think he's just really trying to go one way. And so I'd like to see um, his offensive scheme adapt right now and, and change yeah. it up. And maybe if it's, we take a break and come back fine, but we got to see something different. Um, you're right. And I love, I love seeing Debo out of the backfield. Um, but we got to, just the one note that came to my brain was we got to see different plays with him. Cause I feel like when they, they do one play with him and it, and it works great, gets first down, sometimes even gets 20 yards on some of his carries. They'll try the exact same play again. And the defense is all over it. Yeah. So once, once you've done one, once you got to take a break or not do it the same, not do the same play again in the game, you just got to change it up with him. Cause I feel like once they see it, they know exactly what's coming. Teams know they like to do that. So I do love it. I think I just get worried the second time I see him doing it, where I'm like, this is going to be a, a, a loss for yards, if anything, right now. Yeah, totally. Um, shoot, I had something I was going to say, but I cannot remember it. So we can move on then. I think those are some awesome keys to success. Um, yeah. Both, both things that we said, I mean, not that 
you and I have a voice in the 49ers coaching staff. But well, we do. They listen, I'm <laughs> sure. Do. What's up, Kyle? We're <laughs> upset don't. with you. Don't run the Kyle Juszczyk's QB sneak a third time. It worked once. But get the ball to Kyle. Come on, yeah. man. Um, yeah, I, I think – but honestly, I think those are some of the things that the coaches are looking at. I think they're talking about the turnovers. I think they're talking about the first downs and, yeah. and what they can do with different play calls and how they can get the run game going, like you said. So it's not just things that – like these aren't just things that only the coaches think of. Like you watch Niners football week in, week out, you're noticing these things too. So yeah, I'm really hoping for a revamped – offense i'm really hoping for almost a new look offense for yeah week seven um, this I think uh the, the colts are a good team to to try down on i guess this bye week could not have come at a better time also i have some breaking news oh gosh the 49ers per ian ian rapaport on twitter are bringing back veteran linebacker michael kendricks in the building right. today and expected to sign after his physical Okay. Um, Sounds like he's healthy from, I think it was a toe injury that led us to cut him. Sound like we let him get healthy and now he's coming back. I don't know how I feel. I, I feel pretty impartial about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I don't know if that's signing to practice squad or what, but interesting, interesting move. And we'll, we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, I... I... Man, that's tough because I don't think the the run game is necessarily what. Or sorry, the run game, the linebacker, the linebacker room, um, is necessarily what needs help. I actually think sure uh, Fred and Aziz have, have been killing it, um, but maybe maybe the depth is where they need it because um, Dre Greenlaw has been hurt. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. see what happens there. But interesting to see that they got Kendrick. I just. I have not been pleased at all with any of the guys they've brought in. Um, Drake Kirkpatrick yeah. had some penalties I wasn't pleased with. Josh Norman's had some, <clears throat> has had some stops, but also had some bad penalties I'm not pleased with. Um, I'm just I'm not a fan of Dante Johnson anymore. I feel like every time he's been in there, it's it hasn't been good. And I know he wasn't a guy they brought in, but just the depth there has not been has not been my favorite whatsoever. I think Emmanuel totally. Mosley is one of the only guys that I'm like, yep. You've done pretty solid, even the safeties. Um, yeah, I think that's that's where the depth needs to be added. But you know, we got yeah, and I all areas. I, I wonder if that's something that maybe the 49ers will look to a trade to do to bring in some secondary depth for as the trade deadline approaches. Let's just spend like sixty seconds on this. But do you think that there was a chance the Niners were going to trade for Stephon Gilmore or sign him if he truly got cut? I mean, I hope so. Like, I hope our front office was at least thinking about it and looking at it. Stephon Gilmore was, at one point, one of the best corners in the NFL. Is he still? I don't know. Patriots were willing to get rid of him for a sixth-round pick and supposedly were willing to release him. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's having a hard time getting healthy. But, yeah, I hope that they were willing to take the time to, to look at it. I assume. I mean, the 49ers have, been, have not been shy about trading uh, mid-season before, whether it's Emmanuel Sanders, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think it's quite possible. I'm, I'm sure they at least considered it. I don't know. I just wonder if how many teams were like, uh, we're not going to like give enough for him. He's too expensive. And then they saw what was given for him. And they're like, wait, what? We could have given more than that. Like, yeah, I just looked I, at the Niners and I'm like, you weren't willing to give more than that with where your secondary is at right now? Yeah, I mean, he's not healthy currently, so maybe the health was a big deal. And I think there is a history of Bill Belichick being right when he chooses to get rid of superstar players on getting rid of them right before they get bad. And it, and it makes sense to be a little wary of that, to be a little like, oh, it seems like Bill's kind of right. out on this guy. Like, he's been right before. Like, maybe he's right again. I don't know. Yeah. Jimmy, let's get into our bye week awards. Bye week awards. You want to go first? With your first one. No, I can take it. All right. My first award is the most disappointing award. And I would oh, like to awesome. give that award to starting right tackle Mike McGlinchey. Sorry to start out negative, but McGlinchey last season was one of the best run blockers in the NFL. His pass blocking was pretty bad. This offseason, we got all these stories about how he put on a bunch of weight, 25, 30 pounds in order to, to stay up to, to 
to up his pass protection and but still stay light on his feet for his run blocking. And now both of them are bad. So Mike McGlinchey, <laughs> you get the most disappointing award. I believe that you can get better. I, I trust in you. I'm hoping maybe you've got some calls with your old mentor and old friend, Joe Staley, on how to figure that out. But yeah, it's disappointing to hear how he'd managed to get his uh, pass block, pass protection upgraded. And instead, his run blocking got worse and his pass protection stayed bad. So Mike McGlinchey, congratulations on getting the 49ers Unrestricted inaugural bi-week most disappointing award. Keep an oh, eye man. out in the mail for your trophy. <laughs> Okay, uh, my first award goes to Nick Bosa for being the MVP. This is a problem. Um, Nick Bosa has been, he is an unstoppable force, and here's the thing, he's been stopped. Um, yeah. That is because defenses are doubling down on him, um, and he has still had, uh, I'd have to look it up. I don't remember off the top of my head. I want to say three or four sacks. Yeah, he's um, doing great. He's killing it, even though I think he could have double the stats right now. Um, but that's because the defenses are double teaming him. That's because there we saw his jersey after the week one against the Lions, where that hold call, where his uh, the collar of his jersey was yeah. just torn to shreds. Um, the holds are are bad. He's been working his butt off, um, but almost to not no avail, but much less than we would like to see. And why I say this is a problem is because he's getting no help on the defensive line. We talked all off season about how good our, uh, sorry, defensive line, defensive line, how good they are. And he's getting no help. Um, they're barely using D Ford and he's been around a little bit when he's there. Um, Eric Armstead, I think could be the runner up for your award that you just gave. Um, yeah. I think he's been irrelevant. He's been playing. I think they traded DeForest Buckner because they felt good about Eric Armstead and then got Javon Kinlaw. Um, I understand Kinlaw has been coming back from injury, but if you're going to contribute this little, just sit out, get healthy, play DJ Jones. Um, DJ Jones has been a bright spot on that line at least. Yeah. So has, um, is it Contavious street and Maurice Hurst? Like I just don't see Kinlaw contributing much. And if it's because he's battling injury, sit him out, get him healthy, let the D-line depth come in and do something. Um, yeah. But I've pretty much had it with our D-line other than Nick Bosa not helping him out. I um, agree. We need somebody else to step up. I'm hoping it can maybe be Jordan Willis when he comes back. Um, yeah. What's your second award? What do we got going? I have an MVP award to give out as well. My MVP for the 49ers so far is Raheem Mostert because we've seen how the 49ers run game has completely collapsed without Raheem Mostert and thereby the rest of the offense. So because of that, I think it's fair to say that Raheem Mostert was one of our most valuable players because the 49ers a month later are still struggling to scheme up ways to get around the fact that he is no longer on the team. I think we'll get there. I think Wilson coming back will be big. Jermichael Hasty coming back. I think trusting Elijah Mitchell more and more is going to be huge. But yeah, I think it's shown that Raheem Mostert was incredibly essential to this 49ers offense. And quite frankly, the past month has made me think we should bring him back next year. Whereas I was pretty strongly against that. My other MVP, I think Trent Williams has been incredible as well. So that's just throwing that one out there. But yeah, I think Raheem Mostert has shown, I think, well, his absence has shown how important he is to this team. So because of that, he's my MVP so far. Yeah, I, I like that one a lot. Um, I think the last couple of years with Raheem Mostert taking over as the RB1, um, there's been plenty of, of Niner fans, football fans, fancy football fans who have been dogging Raheem Mostert for a long time. And his ability to get outside and take the run game outside and, and go for big runs, um, is I, I think, is only less than Derrick Henry. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's Mostert, funny because some, it's... It's very different methods of getting those yes. long runs between Henry and Mostert. Opposite, some would say. Um, but no one no one really breaks out of those long runs as much as Raheem Mostert and Derrick Henry do than those two. Yes, very differently. Um, but I think Raheem, I think people just did not appreciate Raheem Mostert enough. And I, you know, him battling his injuries that he has the last couple of years is why. But I understand being upset that he's not out there and healthy. But when he's out there, I think there's no reason 
to be dogging him. He's barely had any weeks where he isn't able to contribute in one way or another. So I understand the the frustration with the injuries and in terms of fantasy football, why his value is lower, but as a running back getting consistent breakaways and numbers that he does, I think he definitely deserved more credit when he's out there. Yeah. My second award goes to, well, the award is the most unlikely superhero. And that is to Elijah Mitchell. And so let me explain this one because he's really only had one outstanding week. Yeah. He's had another good week. I'd say, I think only two weeks where he really produced, but and so I'm sure some people might hear this and go, Elijah Mitchell, like for a superhero, what are you talking about? He's barely contributed. Let's remember that Elijah Mitchell was a seventh round pick, is a rookie, and we barely expected him to make the roster. Um, I think we, we talked about how his special teams um, involvement was going to be a reason he made it. And, you know, we, we think that he had flashes of, of brilliance and he could be a contributor in a few years, but with a healthy Raheem Mostert, he was going to be the fourth guy. If we took a fourth running back with Jeff Wilson out, we thought Elijah Mitchell was going to be the odd man out. And then we were going to go with Raheem, Jeff Wilson, when he's healthy to Michael hasty. And so I think with a seventh round pick with a rookie being thrown in with barely any experience, he has been awesome when he's been healthy. So most unlikely superhero. I'm sure there's a better name for what I just described of him, but I, I am impressed with his play so far. Oh, I like the name and I, I, I like the award as well. I think Mitchell has, has been a bright spot on the 49ers offense. And I think if we don't sign Raheem Mostert to an extension, it's because Mitchell can, it's because we trust Mitchell and we should trust Mitchell more. And the more we can get him the ball, the better. And so that's, that is Agreed. a great award. I agree. Roddy, do you want to do my final award? Hit it. All right. My award is the most confusing, also known as the most likely to lie to the media award. And that is going to 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan, because nobody knows what he's doing. Is he telling the truth? Is he lying? Does he have no idea what's going on? All of these are possibilities. And that is why Kyle Shanahan gets the most confusing award. Does he like Jimmy? Does he like Trey? Does he like Elijah Mitchell? Does he like Trey Sermon? Does he like Brandon Ayuk? Does he like Trey Sherfield? We know Sherfield? the answer to some of these. We know the answers to some of these, but do we? Yeah, I think yeah. I think Kyle Shanahan has been an enigma and not necessarily in a good way this season. It kind of works when your team is good. It doesn't work as well when you're bad. And so I think Kyle Shanahan, there's maybe some areas for growth there, but also I just think he has been incredibly confusing and I'm curious, maybe he is just trying to hype up Jimmy to trade him away. Maybe he's just really disappointed in Trey Lance. Who knows? But he has been confusing. And so Kyle Shanahan, you get the most confusing award. Well, we do know that Kyle and John Lynch both really like their secrecy. I'm trying to remember. I think it was the two of them and like one or two other people that knew who the quarterback it, uh, was going to be taking the, th- the third overall pick in the draft. Yeah, I mean, there was there was barely anyone who knew their decision. Um, I'm not surprised that. Here's the thing. I think in 2020 and 2019, Kyle was still as secretive as he is now. Sure. I think we're questioning it because it, we, we don't see it working as much. But in 2019 and even last year, we it was working a whole lot more. And so we didn't question. Yeah. Or, you know, with the quarterbacks that we had last year, we're like, yeah, sure, like, we understand that this isn't your fault when we've got Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard back there. Like there's well, only so much you can do. I blame him a little because he's the one who kept CJ Beathard on the roster when everyone knew that he was bad. So sure. I give, I give Shani a little blame for that, but, but I, 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 don't, I agree with you. Yeah. I just don't think we're seeing a new side of Kyle. I think people aren't liking it as much. Um, yeah. And so I think it, even I'm thinking, Oh, it, this is different. And I look back to prior seasons with him. No, no, it is not. But when we're killing it and when we're, we're one of the best teams in football going to the Super Bowl, you can do whatever the heck you want, Kyle. When you're getting us there, um, you're being the coach of the team. Like, I don't care if you don't tell me who the, the starter is for any position until they step onto the field. Yeah. If it's working, it's working. But now that it's not, it's easy to, to fear and question. So my last bye week award is biggest deadlift. 
goes to Debo Samuel because he has been carrying this team, this offense, in a lot of ways. I where like he it. Just, his first few weeks have been monstrous. Um, he's putting up crazy yardage, um, getting some receptions, and he's, he's putting up yardage with not even a crazy number of receptions, getting touchdowns, and I think we don't win a lot of those games without him making some of the plays that he does. Granted, one of those is a thank you to Jamal Adams, who I'm not a fan of, who <laughs> Trey Lance just uh, utilized a, a play where Jamal Adams blew his coverage. Debo had a massive 70, 60-something yard touchdown. Um, so that helps his stats. But I think Debo has has had the biggest deadlift and big been the biggest contributor on offense this year. Yeah, I agree. Debo has been phenomenal. It's been great to see. Um, all right, you want to talk? A little bit for these last few minutes about next week's game against the Indianapolis Colts. I do. How are we? What's the overall feel for the game we got coming up against the Colts, Timmy? How are you feeling heading into the game? Yeah, what is your take? I think it's a get right game. I talked about how I think this bye week was kind of a get right bye week, and I think this is the game that proves it. I think, like I said, I am back to optimistic, and I I am a cockeyed optimist through and through. But I am back to optimistic about this 49ers season. And I, um, I think this is a game that reinforces that. So I am excited. And I really think it's going to, to go well for us. And so I am ready to see, to see that happen against the Colts. I think this is a bit of a, I think this is definitely going to be a game where the 49ers do what they do best. And we've beat up on, we've won the games we've played against bad teams so far. And the Colts aren't terrible, but I wouldn't say they're great either. And I think, yeah. I'm not sure what QB we see out there, but I don't think it really matters. I think the 49ers are going, are going to be able to win. And so I'm, I'm excited for that. I could not agree more um, with the description of it, of it being a get right game. Yeah. Um, I think that is huge. Um, the Colts are coming off of a huge win against the Texans. I believe it was like 31 to three. Um, but I emphasize the Texans. Yeah. Um, T.Y. Hilton was was back and was healthy. Um, he had four catches for 80 yards, um, but he also left the game in the second half due to a quadriceps injury. So I think the Colts do look better when T.Y. Hilton is out there. Um, I think our defense will look better if he is not there and not because T.Y. Hilton is some crazy threat, but that just takes away a receiver um, we can expect the ball going to. So when they've got T.Y. Hilton, uh, Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell all out there, that makes it a little more of a guessing game. Um, one of their, one of their, uh, I would say one of their star players, at least on their team, maybe not star in the NFL, Rocky Asin is questionable. Yeah. Um, with an ankle injury. So those are the big, those are the big ones to note on, on their team. Um, we've already kind of gone through the Niners injuries. So the Colts defense certainly has, has not been the force that it's supposed to be. I believe um, Darius Leonard is an absolute monster and they have good old former 49er to Forrest Buckner. Yeah. I haven't so been, uh, I haven't been following Buckner, but I did see a bunch of tweets tweets trending last week from Colts fans wanting to trade DeForest Buckner back to the 49ers. So it must not be going that well. I definitely would say that um, the Colts defense as a whole seems kind of sloppy right now. And I think that starts with Buckner and Leonard. I think they're both struggling a little bit. Yeah. Um, I was reading an article uh, yesterday about kind of each team's woes right now and yeah. their defense was their woe. Um, something's just not right. They can't get stops. They can't get it going. And honestly, I kind of think this is the narrative of the Colts is they're expected to be good and, and aren't. They're kind of the less talked about a little lower scale Browns of late where there's always big expectations to start the year and then they never meet them and they're yeah. kind of, what what's and wrong. They're kind of cursed as a team. Like they get these weird injuries. A few years ago, they had their quarterback retire like a week before the season. Like Colts have been through some stuff, but yeah, I don't think they're they're not a terrible team. But I wouldn't say they're a good one either. And so because of that, I think we'll be able to. Um, they're two and four, and we're two and three. I do love Frank Reich, um, but uh, I, I see it being a game where I don't think our defense is going to struggle to stop them too much. Um, yeah. Carson Wentz is has been a fantastic quarterback in the past. Um, for like I one do not season. think 
I do not think he is is at that form, and I don't believe he will be again. Yeah. So I don't see him being a, a force that we can't stop. No crazy receivers. Um, all the focus needs to be on Jonathan Taylor, who had a massive run this week, um, and who's a force. So our 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 run game defense needs to be there, and it has been. We saw the defense shut down uh, James Conner, Chase Edmonds, and Kyler Murray. Yeah. And Carson Wentz is not much of a runner, so all eyes need to be on James Taylor, James Taylor, Jonathan Taylor. And just sorry, I was listening to a little bit of James Taylor earlier. Um, all eyes need to be on Jonathan Taylor and shutting him down. Secondary needs to do their job um, and shut the receivers down. Um, if T.Y. Hilton is healthy, keep an eye on him and Pittman. If he's not, all eyes are on Pittman in the secondary. But I think our offense is the thing that needs to capitalize. I think the defense had their – they definitely had their best game of the season last uh, – last game against the Cardinals they just need to keep doing what they're doing I think the it's for the offense it's even more of a get right game they need to get yeah. it going and um, they as we talked about they used this bye week they've, they've worked on a lot of things we hope I haven't seen as much from press conferences as, as I would have hoped for the bye week yeah. I feel a little in the dark more than I would like to um but this that. is the week to get it going for the offense um their defense is struggling I would love to see uh Jimmy get get his passes more connected to the receivers. Stop throwing the ball way above him. Get it dialed in. Let's see some awesome plays. Let's see you just destroy and obliterate this this defense, this struggling defense. And let's see our defense uh, get back to winning championship form. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm excited for this game. I'm excited for this 49ers season. And I'm excited to keep recording this podcast. Thanks for tuning in, Niner fans. We love having you. Daniel, any, any parting thoughts to the listeners? I know we say it every week, um, but I mean it extra this week. Watch what's going on with the Niners before. Make sure you know who the starting quarterback is once it's announced. Um, keep up with injuries because that, that will help you understand what to expect um, in this game. But yeah, let's, let's continue to pick apart what, uh, what the 49ers need to do to, to bounce back and still be competitors this year. Let's go cheer them on. Yeah. Bye.